What's good? What's going on, fam? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be back. Oh, yeah. You already know. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, bro. I appreciate you being so patient and just wanted to get that story out there, man. I really do appreciate it. That's no problem. I understand. I know how it is. Always, man. But you already know who this is. It's definitely your favorite chill one, man. Sure, coming back at you once again with an utmost hard self, Amari. Now, you know we on the Positive Energy Generation podcast. And I got my man, Perk. Yo. What's good? What's good? What's good? Always, man. I don't know if y'all know about Perk. But if you have, pretty sure you've seen him on a former contestant of the hit show, The Voice, man. He's an engineer, producer, singer, rapper, songwriter. He's extremely big on providing a sound that's completely done by him or at least a majority in order to give an actual tour into his mind, his soul, and just really get vibing to his music, man. I'm telling you, brilliant man, man. I love your music, bro. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I, I listen to it every day, bro. I, I, look, don't call me no psycho. It's all good, <laughs> but I listen to your music, man. It touched my soul. Man, that's love. That's love to hear somebody say that. Real talk. Right. I like the way, like you said, you had, you had you're a mixture of soul snatching melodies man i like that you know you can listen to a beat you mm-hmm. listen to the melody and then you come in with the right words to say man i like mm-hmm. that man yeah and, definitely and they, yeah there many people like that bro yeah facts definitely just trying to be real and authentic you know oh always man always stay yourself man because just by you being perk man i love you just that much more man i love your music i want to see you prosperous so keep being yourself man love facts Thanks. Always, you also you you had a uh, your first solo album to come out titled Substance in two thousand nine, where you you know solidified yourself as a, a definite artist to watch. You know why was that album was important for you to come out and and stand on who you were like like you are? Yeah, that album came out in two thousand nineteen, and it was it was um very like pivotal for me because. That was the that was the album that got everybody hooked on who I was as an artist, you know. So when I first came out with Substance, it was just, you know, it was just boom, I'm putting this in your face. At the time, the album, like the title basically covers what I'm trying to do. And at the time I felt like a lot of people in the um industry weren't saying the right things over music. They were just saying anything because the beat sounded good and it was really you know, vibey, and I was like, man, what in the hell is going on? Let me make something that got some <laughs> substance, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah, you know, let, I need to put something out there that has some substance, and you know, what better way to talk about, you know, the relationships I was going through, like me and my baby mother, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So I just had to put that out there, you know? Definitely, man. I'm pretty sure you you hit wave. People was like, know who, who Perk was just off of listening to your music, and then you released uh, a new album this year titled Too Great to Be Good with New Orleans rapper Cash Epics and his new and your newest album that came out is better, right? So yes. why was that important? You released the album this year with Cash and then you turn around and release your album better. Why why was that important? Uh it was important to do both of them because the first album, which of course was substance. And then, you know, right after people who really listened to Substance, they really ate it up and they really loved it. When they heard Too Great To Be Good, me thinking from a standpoint on, man, I'm just trying to help somebody out to get to a level where they can have people who listen to them, somebody who is not as, you know, blessed with someone to listen to them. 
So, you know, but they have talent, you know, and I just wanted to do that for cash. But that also gave people who really listen to Substance somewhat of a letdown because they wanted to hear exactly what I was thinking and what I was feeling. And that's what not that what was that didn't happen on Too Great to Be Good because with me and Cash Epics, you know, what I'm saying it's two minds working. It's not just one. So right. he has a right to voice what he's going through in life and what topics or what conversations he wants to speak about on on those songs and on those records than me just doing it by myself. You know, Substance was very personal. So for those who didn't get that personal album, I had to make that a thing to do with better with me, myself, and what my personal thoughts were and what I was trying to do in life so to satisfy those people who wanted a solo album or who wanted an album that was strongly pushed by my mind and driven by my instinct you know mm, I definitely wanted people to see exactly who Perk is and really yeah. in touch with you right 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 definitely, definitely. man and, and that's why I titled this too great to be good man because we ain't talking about better we talking about the greatest people say oh he's good <laughs> he's better he's good he's better him no you're your greatest authentic self when I when I really definitely dive into your music, I see nothing but greatness. So what better way to to, to name it too great to be good definitely. with Perk, right? Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Always, man. But before we get into it, man, what I always like to do, I like to give it back up to the most high. And it means so much to me when I do so, give it to the universe because as you know, being spiritually connected, nothing happened on our own, right? right. You have Definitely. to be spiritually connected to the most high to get to the next level. So I always like to guests to come on and just say a word of prayer before we actually dive into who you are and your story. Mm-hmm. So can you do that for me? Just a small prayer so, so we can dive into the story. I like, I just like to open it up and give good vibes back to, to the most high. Okay, I, I like to call my most high the creator. The creator. Uh, That's what's up. Before we go into uh, praying, because it's a very touchy thing for some people, um, I'm explaining my position on my spirituality. Um, I believe in, you know, the creator because I only say that to say I don't really know or understand exactly what things are, but I know that there is a creator. And every day I'm learning my creator more and more. So I don't want to come off uh, offensive to my creator as if I know everything but as a student and I'm willing to learn so I know that the creator is a creator I'm not sure what the gender is or if the creator is able to speak because I haven't heard the voice of the creator nor have I ever seen the creator but I know that there is a creator because when you look at the sun your eyes hurt so we obviously (laughs) couldn't have made that you see what I'm saying we can't make that you know, right. you can't touch that. So obviously there's a, a higher power out there doing that. So um, with that being said, I'm going to just dive into prayer. Um, you know, creator, thank you for everything that you put into um, place for us today, especially as being young black people or being, the, you know, uh, the minority or the ones that's looked down upon. You know, thank you for always being there for us and showing us that equality is the right way. Thank you for working on our spirits, working on our souls, constantly giving us signs and lessons and the opportunity to be more and be better in life and to try every day and giving us the right instincts to make decisions that we know we should do to better ourselves. Thank you for giving us the tools necessary to live and make a life that we want for ourselves so that we can be successful and be who we want to be for our kids and help our kids to be 
someone for this. I really appreciate you for the talents, the gifts that you give us, the family, the love. I appreciate you. Thank you. Amen. 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 And it's always good to me to, like you said, I like how you had to identify yourself, you know, and how you see your creator. And that's mm-hmm. what the positive energy generation is about. It's about bringing in that, that universal spirit. And like I tell everyone we on this call, and every time everybody get onto the podcast, I like to tell them, look, it's, it's whoever you say your creator are. You know, mm-hmm. I say the most high. I, I say, Yashara, that means the most high. That's mm-hmm. all it means. It means God, the most high, because I'm like you. I don't. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it, but I know it's true, right? Mm-hmm. So right. it's. I like that you had to classify. Look, I'm gonna let you know what I call it. But for whoever, mm-hmm. and all the listeners out there, whoever you call your most high, that prayer was meant for you. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's how we put it, man. That's how we rock it. Exactly. All day, every day. So, bird, <laughs> man. Yeah. Too great to be good, man. Hey. How were Perk going up? Like, where you're from? Who's Perk? How Perk come to par? Let, let the listeners know, man. Man, growing up was in New Orleans was everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, growing up in the city, you know, around the time when I was growing up, I grew up in 1993. So, around the 90s was lit. You know what I'm saying? New yeah. Orleans in the 90s was lit. Like, like, like you know, <laughs> you, you, you can't see Wayne and, and Birdman and juvie you can't see well you can still see some of them juvie and and, and uh manny but in their prime when they were hot and they were called the hot boys <laughs> yeah in that time where it was just lit you know what i'm saying you don't see them like that like how they were back then and it was a time man it was it was a time to be alive and as a kid too where your imagination is fresh and it's very you know being captivated by all of these great things that's going on even though it was a lot of ignorance it was a lot of chaos going on because i grew up uptown 11 ward is where i'm from oh dear. but um you know what i'm saying it, it, you grew up in the hood of course you grew up in new orleans you see all kind of things going on but once again it's the culture you know that's that's what we grew up in and it could either make you uh turn to something good or it could really like demonize you you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and it just depends on the type of person that you are and what you take from it and, and who you make yourself out to be because you don't have to be bad because you grew up in the hood you see people get killed you see drugs being sold you see people turn to crackheads you know all kind of things may be going on around you but it's all about what you want to do at the end of the day and that's what it was like for me in New Orleans it was kind of like a demon on one shoulder and an angel on the other you know what I'm saying hey. <laughs> you know you know you just you just pick and choose man that's it hey that's the city for you boys yeah hey right. Shout out to New Orleans, you know, definitely it's a lot of great talent coming out there, you know. And I, I, I like people, I don't know if people know that ta- that New Orleans holds so much talent, so much value, so much culture, man. Yes. So much culture, man. And I love it, bro. And it don't matter yes. what part of New Orleans you're from, I, I open open with welcome arms, you know, family. Because we all one family, man. And that's one thing I, I feel like people should get back to is unifying the culture, man. Yeah, definitely. 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 So, hey, how long have you been pursuing your passion and your purpose in life? Uh, I've been doing this since uh, a kid. So I've been singing since I was four. I've been uh, recording myself since the age of 14. I've been making beats since the age of 18. So I've been doing this my entire life. I'm 26 now. I'm about to be 27 in October. And, you know, I, I just been pursuing this for as long as I can remember. 
you know, period. Mm. You know, I started chasing the dream in actuality around the age of 16 is when I started to get into, into um, you know, actually pursuing it, you know. So four, at four years old, it was a hobby. 14 years old, I was really into football around that time. I was trying to be a football player. It was my first love. And the first, I was actually second string wide receiver in Connecticut because after Katrina, we, we moved to Connecticut. I met a guy up there who was playing football and he was first string and I was trying to work hard as ever to be first string, but he quit and they gave me the position and I, I didn't want it that way. So I was like, you know, I went to see what was up. I went, asked him, I'm like, man, why you quit? And he was like, I'll be recording at my house. And I'm like, you serious? He like, yeah. So I'm like, man, I could come through? He was like, yeah. So I skipped practice too and I went over there and recorded. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it just was, it was, I fell in love with it and I never went back to practice. He gave me the program. Yeah, he told, he gave me the program that he was using, which was Sony Acid Pro at the time. And I went, uploaded on my mama computer and my mom was like, why you want to play football? I was like, I'm, I'm doing music. Like this one, I, I like, I love doing this. I like this. That was so, that's yeah. so. I'm pretty sure that coach was like, dog, I'm out of two players now. <laughs> All to music, you did right. It was like, dog, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so, about you say about an age, about what age do you would you say you actually start taking that journey serious, and why? Well, I would say, uh, sixteen years old, I, I started to take it serious. It's because, okay. you know, I, I I mean, when I was in high school, you know, I met a guy who was there who really was um just a friend of mine, but he had a cousin who was trying to manage. And she started reaching out to people trying to see if she could get any artist that she could manage. So she asked her cousin if she knew if he knew anyone at school that wanted to be managed, she would check them out. And if they were good enough, she would do it. So he brought her up to me and we met each other and we ended up working it out and she started managing me. And from that point forward, that's what made me really say, you know what, I need to just take this serious because she was spending money on the studio. She was bringing me to these nice studios. I mean, people who had knowledge of music and I felt like it was possible for me to make it at that point. She 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 put the vision in my head like I belong here. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. what I said, you know what? You know, even though me and her didn't end up working, you know, past that that time, but it, it still that bug was stuck inside like, listen, this is what you need to do. And you know, I love the feel of it. I couldn't let it go. She gave you that taste of that, that life that you was asking for. Yeah. You know, she, you told her you want to do music and she surrounded you with music. Exactly. That's what's up. Shout out to her, man, because that was the start of you actually seeing that you can do it too. Right. Exactly. Right. That's what's up, man. So what made you, you know, step into the industry like you did and go into the voice? Because that was a big step. So let's talk about that experience alone, man. Yeah, the, the, the voice was... The voice was uh really like not my idea. So um, when I started off uh, doing the voice, before that I was doing shows all around the city of New Orleans. I had met this guy named Busy, and me and Busy ended up doing a song. He had reached out to a friend of his to find singers around the city, and I did this talent show and ended up winning. And this girl came to up to me and said, "I know this guy who wants to do a song. You want to do it for him?" I said, "Yeah." We ended up doing that song 
and our relationship has just lasted ever since then. Me and Busy has been cool ever since then. And we, we did a song together and we took that song and we started performing it all around town until we ended up in one club that was Club Envy. And there was this lady up in there who was managing the club at a time named Raspberry. So Raspberry decided, you know, these guys are really talented. They always come in, especially the guy who sings. She was talking about me. And she just decided to sign me up for the voice on her own. And when she came in and approached me about it, she's like, hey, do you want to go do the voice? I was like, nah, not really. I got a show tonight. And I told Busy, and Busy's like, man, you better go do that show, man. You tripping. Yeah. Do that show. So I'm like, man, yeah. let me just go out there. I got there. It was it was a bunch of people, thousands of people in a, like a convention center for Texas. I'm not sure if I was in Houston or Dallas. I think I was in Houston. <laughs> I, I was Fine. in Houston, yeah. And we went up in there and I mean, I, they just never told me no. They just kept telling me, come back, come back, come back. Hey, come back, come back. And I just eventually ended up on TV. Hey, that's a big move right there. Definitely. That's a Definitely. big move right there. I love that show. Yeah. I love that show from top to bottom. So I'm like, okay, Perk, and I listened to the music. First off, when I, when I saw your Instagram, I was like, okay, this dude looks great. Yeah. Yeah, you know I said, I'm like, where, where I know it from? And yeah. I heard your accent. I was like, okay, I know I don't know it from there, but where yeah. I know it from, man? I know right. I met him in New Orleans. Like, where I know it from? And right. then, as you say, you know, as I got to uh, reach out to you and I listened to your music, I'm like, dog, man, his music really touching my soul, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. speaking to me, man. I man. love it. I'm right? glad to hear that. All day, man. Like, I listen to your song all the time, like 20 mil. It's on repeat. Like, man, let's go, man. It's That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then I saw, um, what's the other dude? D1. That's my dude, man. Yeah, D1. My D1. Dude, man. Yeah, so when I saw him on your, on your uh, smile on that one, I was like, ooh, I yeah. definitely got it. I got to shoot my shot, man. I got yeah, you. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I reached out to you. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting anything. I always just reach out, you know. I'm like, God, if it's meant for me, meant for me. So, I reached yeah. out and when you said yeah and I got got to ask you questions, I'm like, the voice? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I see you, man. So that's definitely that, that's an experience in its own, I know, man. And the fact that, you know, you, you started off uh just actually you started off with football. That dude from football told you what he was doing and you took that leap like oh, yeah, I wanna do it too. Yeah. That led you to going, you meeting up in the club of Raspberry, and now Raspberry, you put on the girl, put you on the voice, and look, you end up on TV. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure you didn't expect none of that to happen. No, I didn't. I really didn't. Bless <laughs> it, man. It was actually like, uh, I remember they was telling me, for like, I did the first audition, they told me come back to Texas. I did a second audition, and the second audition, I had to perform on stage. They gave me a packet to fill out, and then they told me, we're going to call you in 30 days, and we'll let you know if you made it or not. And I was in New Orleans. I was in the house. A hurricane was on its way. And um, it was day 29, and I, I didn't hear anything from them. And the hurricane was getting close to where you could feel the wind outside, and the rain had started. And I was just waiting for the power to go out, and I was just giving up on myself. And I was like, I didn't make it. And... Boom, I get a phone call from a California number and it was like, yeah, you know, this is Ben, the producer from the show. We just called to let you know you made it. You're going to be on a, a flight to Los Angeles and yeah. we're going to give you, we're going to give you a ticket. Man, I ran outside in that storm. You just thought it was sunny. <laughs> you thought it was sunny outside. I was running up down the street in that storm, bro. Yeah. Man, that was crazy. 
So yeah, that was a lot. That was a time to be alive. Always, but that's a blessing, man. It, it's good to hear people chasing their dreams like that, man, and they putting themselves out there, man. Because I, I feel like, you know, especially, the you know, being a minority, we don't get enough opportunities. And when we do get the opportunity, it's so easy just to bypass them, you know? Yeah. Because you're not used to someone saying yes. So the fact that you got that yes, I, I'm over here running for you. You already yeah. seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You know, the one valuable lesson did you take away from being a, a contestant on, on The Voice, man? Being myself, you know, that was mm. the only thing. That, that really stood out to me is being authentic and being myself. Um, when I was up there, I was just so intimidated about what everybody else had and what they could do and their abilities that I didn't even focus too much on what I was able to do, you know, or what I could have offered. Or, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, being in a world where you got millions of people on TV, then you got all these producers talking to you, then you signing these contracts with these certain statements in them. You can't, you know, it's, it's just scary, you know? It's scary because they, they sign these contracts and they tell you whatever they decide to use, they can, and it makes you afraid to be yourself. So you're afraid to speak, you're afraid to move a certain way because all of this is gonna be put on TV and you feel like at the moment that everyone's gonna remember this, you know? Right. So you don't wanna go up in there and do something that's, that's not you, you know, and you're so worried, but if you were firm in who you, were, who you are, if you're firm in who you are and you know who you are and you don't care about what people think, then that wouldn't be a problem. And that's what I took from that, you know? Mm. And was there a moment in that, you know, in that time when you, you know, one time you got to try to understand what the producers were saying and be careful about the things that you're saying. Was there a moment in that time when you thought like, maybe they're gonna catch something that I don't want them to catch and, and try to exactly. twist it up? Exactly. You know, I, I, that's that's the thing I was most worried about. I didn't want to make a mistake and say something that they could switch around and potentially pin against me to seem like a person that I'm not because I still have to sing after this show is over with. You know what I'm saying? Right. I still have to go out into the real world and be a person to people who may feel very strongly about this show, you know, and they may... They, you never know. Somebody may run up to you, shoot you in your head just because you said something <laughs> on the voice that they ain't like. You know, you never know. Savage like. You never know. It might it might end up like that. You know, some people crazy. You never know. Some people might come pepper spray you just because you said something that you wasn't supposed to say. You don't want you. you of course, you're cautious, but at the same time, I, I should have just went ahead. If I would have thought and, and premeditated on who I was and what I believe in, what I stand for, before those cameras are in front of you, you have nothing to worry about because I can pinpoint everything I say out of my mouth when nothing will come to a contradiction because I know who I am, you know? Right, okay. Yeah, hey, but I know from that experience now, if you had a chance to do it again, like say right now, say if I say, hey, we're gonna get on stage, right now I'm pretty sure full forward, you, you're all the way perked. Mm -hmm. You're all the way being yourself. You're not scared what somebody's going to twist. You're not scared what somebody's going to take it and make it the wrong, um, you know, perception. You're just going to be yourself. So, like, even say, if they do, I mean, I'll just go on, on and speak about it. Like, hey, man, that right. didn't happen like that, you know? Right. And that's you, all a part of being yourself is just speaking up for yourself. You know what I'm saying? That's part of you. Right. And all the, all the people that you saw at that, um, on that show, pretty sure you linked up with a lot of artists. 
do you feel like some of them, some of them probably never bounced back from that show after that because of some things that they were said was taken the wrong way? I definitely feel like that. Um, some people, I don't feel like they wouldn't be able to bounce back, but I definitely feel like it's been lessons learned that they'll carry for them for for a long time. Like, okay. you know, um, for example, they had a girl on the show and she was one time, she was she was singing the blind auditions and all the judges' backs are turned to her. And as she's singing the song, three judges turned around for her. One didn't turn around. And uh, that was uh, Adam Levine. So when he finally turned around to critique her and tell her why he didn't turn around, before he could say anything, she was like, oh, no, don't speak to me. You know, you you, you didn't turn around for me, so whatever. But then she laughed and then she was like, oh, I'm just playing, you know, you're my favorite artist, but you should have turned around for me. But because she signed a contract saying that they could choose what they want to show, when they want to show it, however they want to show it, they cut it after she said, don't, don't speak to me because you didn't turn around for me. And then they cut to the next subject or topic of the conversation. So that when she got back to the, the hotel room, I mean, she was on YouTube. There were people slandering her left and right. You, you can't sing, you stupid B, you, you dumb H. You can't sing, and it really messed her up because she still got to go out into the real world, and these people just saw this on national television. So I'm sure that it, it, it really affected some people, and they they know to this day they don't situation where someone has control over what you do and how you do it. You know what I'm saying? So, right. So right. that that definitely will stick with them for a long time. But I definitely don't think that you can't overcome anything that that has ever happened in your past. I'm, I'm a firm That's believer in you could come over anything, you know? That is so true. And um, maybe by that, um, you never know, they probably might have broke her out of shell and not be scared to, to get uh, hard criticism, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, like you said, some people are, they're hard, die-hard fans of this show, die-hard fans of Adam Levine right. and everybody else on that right. show. So you, you can't take it, you know, personally, right. right? You can't take it personally. So I'm pretty sure at that, in time, as time tends to heal, she understood where she messed up and bounced back from uh -huh. it. And she, I feel like everyone that comes on to The Voice, whether The Voice, um, American Idol, American Got Talent, those type of shows, whoever decides to get out and stuff they face on TV, I feel like people behind the cameras or people behind computers don't have a room to judge because they never stepped out on TV. Right. You know, that's a big thing to do to step in front of a crowd of people and get judged. Yes, it is. You know, I, I'm like you. I had a, I had a um, friend that told me, hey, you need to go to American Idol. I, hey, you sign me on that paper you want to. I never show up. <laughs> <laughs> that's me, bro. That's just me. Like, but um, the fact that <clears throat> you had confidence, like, I'm going to get on this show and I'm going to go do it, you know. And my point in time in life, I, I didn't feel like I was, my mindset was right. And I know for a fact when you do sign contracts, like you said, um, you have to have that, that mentality that you know who you are. And people can't bother you with what they right. say. And at that point in time in my life, I wasn't built for that. So that was my reason of, oh, no, don't put me on no piece of paper. Like, you'll be surprised how I many people like, I'm going to put you on the show. I'm, a, I'm not doing right. it. You know, my mind's not ready. And if I if I was even weak, I might not have bounced back as fast, you know, maybe old girl did. Or maybe somebody like you, you know, if you had got criticized, maybe you bounced back harder than phase you. Mm -hmm. It really phased me and I stopped seeing you. See right. what I'm saying? It's, so that passion, I didn't want that passion to get taken from me because people behind a computer not really pursuing their dreams. They just critiquing other people that's want to step out into the, the light, mm -hmm. you know? Right. So that's a big step. That is a very big step. 
and I'm proud of you for um, for doing that because I don't know maybe you never um, sung out with that many people and you had um, artists that making millions of dollars off their song looking at mm-hmm. you. You know, it's probably your first time meeting them like that. Yep. So I'm proud of you for even stepping out on faith and going forward to your dreams. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Always, man. Always. Besides singing, though, um, you, you also dive into other areas of the industry. Can you talk about each of those areas and what made you add that to your skill set of talent? Um, Besides singing, uh, I, I engineer my music. I produce my own music. Um. I, I don't even write, as a matter of fact. I freestyle everything I do. But what? Yeah, I don't write. I mean, I, it's just, when I write, I feel confined to a paper. So, I mean, it's not right. like okay. more freestyling, like just doing it all the way through. It's kind of like think of a line, record it, then listen to it, think of another line, then record it. But never like confining my mind to a piece of paper, you know? Mm. It's, a, it's just, it's a different feel when freestyle is a form of expression so sometimes i'll freestyle and mumble things just to get off the vibe of how it should be said and then try to put the brains to it by thinking of what the words are going to be and then place them in those slots based off how i said it in a freestyle you know that's great yeah and make it work together that way you get the best of both worlds you get the brains and the creativity at the same time you know True, and it could be a New Orleans thing because I I'm not, I know uh, my brother, he's um, from New Orleans as well, and he sings, he's record music, and I used to tell him, bro, write it, write it down, mm-hmm. you know, because he'll he'll get on, he'll get on to the mic, and he'll do like you just said, he'll say a line, he'll mumble, he'll say a line and mumble, then he'll go back and record it, what he's you know redo what he said, right. record it again. And I'm like, why won't you just write it down? He said. I gotta be free. I can't write it no yeah. paper. I gotta be free. So yeah. that could be just a New Orleans thing. That creativity gotta flow for you to, yeah. to be on that beat, man. You know, that New Orleans beat a little different from everybody else beat. You feel what I'm saying? Facts, definitely. <laughs> up tempo is a little different. Facts, definitely. Man. You gotta you gotta be free. You gotta, you know, it's like painting, you know, you just gotta put it on the paper. But um yep. I definitely yep, um, I tap into all fields, but I definitely got into that because I had a friend of mine, his name was Y.O. And he had went to jail and got out of jail. And as soon as he got out, in there for like, I don't want to speak wrong on his bid, but somewhere between three and five years, I think it was five. And um, he came back home and he, he just was so excited that I was on The Voice. And he was in jail telling everybody, man, my homie, he on The Voice. He on The Voice, man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And he come home and he was just excited to work with me. And at the time, a lot of people think that because you're on TV, you winning. But I was working at a restaurant. I didn't have a car. I was catching the streetcar and walking to work. And all of this molded me to like kind of figure out what type of songs I should make, you know, because there are some people who are thinking I'm living this lavish life, but then they're driving right past me as I'm walking down the street with my chef outfit on, you know? That's crazy. Don't even know that's you, huh? No, they know. They, oh, they're damn, like, you know what I'm saying? They're looking out the window and they're like, oh, what's up? What's up, C. Bergen? You need a ride? You know what I'm saying? And just for you to ask me if I need a ride made me feel some type of way. So I'm like, you know, nah, I don't need no ride. Knowing damn well I need a ride, but bro, you was on TV and now you need a ride, you know? So it, 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 it kind of hurt my pride a little bit, but, Thanks. you know, I didn't have no money to really go to record, you know? So this guy Y.O. would come and pick me up and bring me to his studio in the West Bank 
where he had this little studio and, and he was trying to get his music off the ground right after jail and he was just excited to work with me and one day he was in the studio and he he um he got real with me and he said listen man i think you dope he was like but i really think you need something to happen in your life that's gonna really make people like really you that's when you really gonna be good is when something really happened to you like so you really gotta go through something for your music because the, the lyrics weren't there yet you know but the 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 sound and everything was there but the the, the lyrics weren't hitting the the, the mentality you know right. and then he got killed so oh. he got shot in the stomach outside of his house and he bled out and died so at that point i didn't have a studio to go to and i had to go back home and that was the something that i had to go through in order to make me become an engineer of my own and a producer because when i had nowhere to go and all i could just remember him saying is when you go through something that's when people going there when you go through something it just kept replaying and i just went to google i went to youtube and i watched the video every day every day all day how to make beats how to record how to engineer all day and i i just got somebody to hack the program for me i put that on my computer and had the hack version of fruity loops and i just went from there and i ain't let nothing stop me i would stay up all night making music i wish he was alive so he could hear the stuff i'm making up i know he's uh looking down on you proud man to him. but hey we all got a purpose in life and his purpose for you was to teach you you know how to be an engineer and keep it pushing man so the fact that you linked up with him and he was out there helping you and pushing you towards your dream that stuck with you even when he's gone. Right. So that's yeah. that's definitely R.I.P. to him, man. That goes to him and his family, man. Mm-hmm. I know he was a good dude. You know, many people don't do what he did. Many people not gonna bring you to their studio yes. and, and, and show you those type of things, you know? Right. Well, no he didn't even know told. he didn't even know how to engineer or record at the time. He just wanted me to have a space mm. where I could where I could do my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't That's want me love. to feel, Yeah, you know, but that like that type of mindset comes from him being in prison and being caged, you know, and understanding when you want to really do something and you just can't, you know? Like, that's the type of, like, understanding he had. But he had been through something to understand that. And that's right. what I didn't understand at the time. Because I had never been to jail. I've always been taken care of. My mom was always there. You know, I've never been through nothing like that, you know. So, losing somebody. And at the time, I didn't. I had my mom, but I was trying to be my own man. So, I wouldn't call her for anything. And right. at that time, I just was like, man, I can't record my music. I'm down bad out here. You know, I'm like, man, what's up, dog? Like, I'm too talented to not be able to do what I want. And I just started learning and just started saying, I don't care how whack it sounds, I'm going to just do it anyway. Just do it, get it out there. And then you start finding your own vibe, your own creativity. And look, now everybody know about Perk, man. <laughs> Thanks. Look, man, keep pushing, man. Keep pushing. Because somebody got to be the next star. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's so many other um, talented people uh, that are definitely getting older, man. I'm not going to say they get too old. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, I'm just saying they get older and they got to pass the baton down to somebody, man. Yeah. And the type of music you make, that's what I want people to make, man. I wish so many other people make that type of music. Like, I myself, I'm, 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 I'm tapping in so I could be able to do more music like that because... That's a vulnerability mindset that you got going. You let people to see your inside, inside your life, not just inside your life, your spirituality walk, man. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Look, if you listen to your music, 
people will see, man, this man is woke. Right. This man woke, man. So I appreciate you stepping out there and being an example for so many other artists, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for even paying attention to that. I appreciate that. Always, man. I told you I listened to your music, man. <laughs> told you. So we're gonna we're gonna dive a little deeper. So I'm gonna show you. I'm, I want to get good with these questions, man. I want I want you to see how good I did my own work, man. Yeah. <laughs> so God, on your album, better you display being spiritual and not religion. What mm-hmm. made you share that with the world? And can you explain in depth? Why you pick spirit spirituality connected as you other than Baptist, Christianity, and Muslim? Okay, so um, first of all, you're speaking on the intro that happened on the album. Yes. So mm-hmm. The intro when that song when that song came on, I didn't write that poem first of all. So I found that poem somewhere on Google, and Ooh. I typed in the name of my album, which was better, and I typed in a poem titled Better. And that was what popped up. And I read the poem and I thought that that poem had explained so much of me that I had to recite it on the, on the album. Like I just had to because it was That's so dope. much of me. You know, um, spiritually, I, I, I really don't pretend to know or understand. I am 26, you know? Spirits have been around longer than anybody. Yes, they still you see what I'm saying? <laughs> So I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I understand spirits in 26 years. I, I may think I know, but I don't. And I, I can't possibly understand without you know the creator by my side showing me the way and understanding that. So every day I make mistakes, every day I do things that aren't right. But the, the thing about it is, is that I'm trying to be better and that I'm trying to understand what my wrongs are. So as as is that being said, with that being said, I don't like to tell people what they um, where they're going in life or if they do this, how, how that angers the creator, because I don't know. And I don't like for people who. Uh, you know, I don't like for people to tell me as if they know what the creator wants. And even if you do know, you know, that hasn't happened for me, for me to understand that, you know, and I have a real, uh, I have a real like nag with trial and error in in life. And I feel like everyone has to go through trial and error for them to Mm -hmm. truly understand what you are trying to tell them, because it's one thing to hear it and it's another to feel it. And speak, you know, yeah. So, so I definitely feel, I definitely feel like I, I, I'm just trying to not to offend the creator in any type of way by pretending to understand a no, and then, or if there is a judgment day, right? Or if there's a day where I confront my creator, and if I'm able to speak to my creator, I would never like to feel as if I acted as if I knew or understood but every day I was longing for an answer and now that I'm in front of you I have so many questions mm, and that's deep man because when I listened you know? to that intro it was like mm-hmm. every, he's speaking everything I believe you know and it's like that's dope that that made me like even even more connected with you but even before we did doing this podcast because of the fact that like you know, I'm like that too. I don't want to offend anybody. That's why I say the most high. Look, whoever you believe in, if you do believe in it, 
I always right. express that because I don't want to offend nobody and I don't want to offend the most high, you know? Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to take away from what's really true. So I can right. only speak on what I see and when I'm going to acknowledge the the creator like you said or the universe the, the most high in that way because I know it's someone b- bigger than me that's controlling his life. Exactly. So exactly. I'm like, yeah, I, I think that was very important. And I do like that you put that as your intro. And I could have never, I would have never been able to tell that that was a, a Google, <laughs> yeah, a Google poem, man, because you spit <laughs> it so well, bro. Yeah, I mean, I thought you wrote it. Feel it, you know. I was just reading it and I felt it like that because, like you said, for you, you know, when I'm making music, I'm making music from a standpoint of being a listener. I'm not making mm. music from the standpoint of being an entertainer or a musician. I'm making this music as if I was listening to this music in my car and I heard it from someone else. Do you like it or not? What is it about that song that made you bop your head like this? And what is it about that song that made you bop your head like that? And figure out the difference between the two and then manipulate it in your music. That's true. Or a better better word than manipulate, incorporate. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I like that better, incorporate. And I just feel that um, so many artists you can take away the value that you put into your music because like like a lot of today's music is more just about the beat. You yes. know, what the beat sound like, the beat good, you can basically say anything. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, but what are you saying on the beat though? Right, right. You know, I, I can just turn on anything and, and listen to a beat, but I can't feel it. And I like yeah. listening to music I can feel and mm-hmm. I know where you coming from. like. Yeah, that man been through something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah he, he going through it. Like, I want to know because, like you said, maybe I ain't, I ain't, I ain't got the enough courage to say I'm going through something. So when I turn on my music, I can have Perk telling me what he's going through and feel the same thing and everything going to be okay. Right. Right. So that I think that was big that you put that into the song and you let everybody know who you are and what you believe in and how you move. That was a very um, valuable moment for you, you know? Not yeah. mean people are vulnerable on their tracks. Yeah. So that's cool, man. I saw on your song, 20 mil, that's my beat, man. That's my beat. <laughs> uh, you talked about how, how you refuse to give up on yourself. You said, I'd be damned if I give up on me now, man. So what happened in your life that made you say, fuck, I'd be damned if I give up on myself. Or I'd be damned if this becomes my last option. I'm not going to fall into it. What in that song made you, you know, what about that made you write that song? Um, so basically, I just, uh, you know, everybody have doubts, you know, um, and the, the, the thing about it is that with that song is just that like every, every once in a while be chasing this dream, you still not where you want to be. And that's the reality of it all is that where do you want to be? And sometimes you may be somewhere that's good, but you don't realize that, you know, because you, you got your mindset on something else. And so you get discouraged at times. Mm-hmm. that basically every time I get in those modes I think about everything that I've done you know what I'm saying and everything that I've been through and, and why I cannot give up on myself because I put so much aside for this and you know uh, uh, the reason why I you know kind of subject subjected that song around a female like would you love me more if i was gucci down if i was in prison would you stick around stick around yeah you know i could tell you lying by your stutter the reason why I, I was like directed towards a female is because that is my my pivotal problem in between focusing on my dream 
and you know uh not achieving it because it's like girl when you know everybody longs for love but everybody longs for right. affection and that affection and that love can be very manipulative you know if it's not with the right person and right. you know what i'm saying you could be very honed in on trying to chase a dream but at the same time you have someone that loves you and that you love as well and and, and it's just taken away from you chasing or, or locking down on that dream so you know you have to start asking yourself these questions like you know would you love me more if i was like gucci down you know like you you, you start to ask yourself you know is this person really there for you because if that person was and they knew how much this dream meant to you that shouldn't be a problem right right and and then once it gets to that era then it's like okay boom every time you get with someone you're not as able to do music you can't do production that much because and that and that person has a right to feel that way because when you're in a relationship you want to go on dates you want to do things you should be able to do that mm -hmm. you know but sometimes you know it, it it's it's not with those people that you want to be with and there's nothing wrong with that but you have to understand what you're doing you know that's true man and that sacrifice that's what it is you right to so do that sacrifice man I definitely just tell myself I'll, I'll be damned if I give up on me now basically <laughs> saying like I'm not gonna let anybody no female no man anybody or anything no matter how lonely I am in life or how lonely life gets at certain times you know like I just lost my job a couple days ago you know what I'm saying I was fired I didn't quit you know what I'm saying I, I was fired from my job and I instead of me going to get another job you know, I just decide to say, hey, let me just start my own business and do what I want to do. I'm not going to give up on me, no matter how it looks. I will mm -hmm. not. I will not. You know, I, I've done too much in this. I've not gone to college for this. I've neglected relationships for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a child that I barely see for this, to chase this so that I could provide a better life for him. So I'll be damned if I give up, you know? Because mm -hmm. right. all that's that is in vain, you know? Right, it's about that, and that's that's a that's a leap of faith that a lot of people that has that dream, mm -hmm. right? They're scared to take because I gotta sacrifice too much, you know. Yeah, it's hard to be like I got my child right here and I gotta leave, you know. When I decided I was gonna go full full throttle with the army, you know, I served five years and I I had to I had to go find a different situation, you know, like you, um, Hurricane Katrina happened, everybody split, everybody separated. And it was a lot of people in Mississippi, man. A lot of people in Mississippi. And you know what? I decided I didn't want to stay in either one of those situations. I didn't want to stay where it was comfortable, where everybody around me was getting comfortable at, you know? And even yeah. though situation was bad, I'm like, nah, I'm going to go full throttle with the military. And I had a daughter. My daughter is four now. And I left her when she had just turned one. And yeah. I'm like you. Like, people ask me, like, well, why, why did you decide to do it? I decided to do it because my vision was bigger than where I was sitting at. Yes. And I, the, that type of money, like I was working three to four jobs, you know, trying to get up. And, and was I getting money? Yeah, I was, I'm a hustler, so I'm getting money. I'm getting money, I'm going to school, I'm using my GI Bill, I'm doing this, but it's in, I can't I can't focus on what I want to focus on because I'm working too many things, you feel me? And my yeah. daughter's main priority, so I'm like you. I had to sacrifice being around her, being around my daughter, being around my family to go put myself in a better position you know mm -hmm. and I'm I'm no longer in the military but just that position itself has, has opened so many doors for me 
Mm-hmm. And so when you do get a chance to be around your son and be able to give him things and see him smile, it's going to be all worth it, man. And mm-hmm. it's also going to be a little new. You ain't going to even know how to react. You're going to be like, I'm so used to being isolated to go get my dream. Now mm-hmm. it's time for me to get to learn my son, get to learn who mm-hmm. he is and be around him. Mm-hmm. So right now you just aren't doing nothing but preparing yourself, man. I mean, I definitely, uh, I definitely like know who my son is. Like I spent time with him, but it's not as much as I want. Right. My son lives five hours away from me, so it's not that far. But, but um, at the same time, it's not. It's not like if you were in the same city with him. And you know, I just love my son so much that, you know, every day would be the only satisfaction for me. But you know, unfortunately, that's not the case. You know, I'm saying when you have a dream that you're chasing. And you know, like the the mother of my child, you know, I respect her. You know, she she's doing what she got to do on her end and taking care of him, and I'm doing what I got to do on my end to take care of him as well. But it takes a team, and regardless if you're together or not, as long as y'all working on that to make better for the child, that's what it. it that's what the end end goal was at the end of the day. Anyway, was to work as a team to figure out how how to give this boy a better life. You know, right? Mm-hmm. A better life, man. Mm-hmm. And I like it, man. I like that grind. Keep doing it, man. It's all gonna pay off in the end. Definitely. Real talk. In 2019, you released you released your first album, you know. So mm-hmm. how was that project, man? Share a challenge that you had on that project that really, you know, expanded your mind. Um, the the thing with that album was the um the business, you know, like me really getting personal about my business on there, and um. I was afraid to say certain things on those records because I didn't, uh, you know, the the mother of my child to feel a certain type of way, or I didn't want people who are close to me to feel types of ways, but I'm speaking on things that are very personal. Like uh, one song I got called Suicide, and you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, you know, who wants to hear about you wanting to kill yourself, you know? But I wanted to speak on that because I knew if I was thinking like that, there had to be other people out there thinking like right. that. And I wanted them weren't alone. You know, while I was making this music, I wanted to speak on how I felt, even if it was the wrong way to feel. I mm. wanted to speak on that. And that itself is very frightening to do, to express to people because you don't want people to to start looking at you like you, you you know what I'm saying? Like you need help or you're in a certain situation or it's a cry for help. No, this is just simply an expression of how I feel. And uh, that was the challenge on that. And and really, you know, at that point I had given up on music. You know, I had given up before I dropped Substance. So, you know, I wasn't pursuing it and, and I was working for this, this uh, studio and the lady just came in there and she just was like, you know, can you please perform? She was throwing like a, a, a show for the artists who come to the studio to record. Mm. She wanted to showcase their talent. And she asked me, could I perform? I said, cool. I performed three songs off the album, which was Birds in the Sky, um, Use You, and Drug, Drug, was it? Uh, no, it was Use You, Birds in the Sky, and Love Life. That's what it was. Mm. And, you know, I did those songs and the crowd went bananas. Like they went bananas. And that's when I realized, I was like, look, I need to, you know, speak my mind on how I feel and start saying things that I actually go through. And, and people just love it. Like you said, you know, some, it just touched people differently to speak on it when it's real and not right. with just a song. Like, girl, you got a big old booty. Come over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
You gotta speak to their soul, man. People like when you being real. Yeah, yeah. And what way to be real than just being all the way real? Mm-hmm. Let them know um, the vulnerable side, man. It goes back to vulnerability. Now, many artists I feel are comfortable being vulnerable in their song. Yeah. And the way that you stepped out, even in your most vulnerable state, you say you was going through a lot, even though in that time you had given up on yourself, you still put a project out so mm-hmm. people can, you know, vibe to what you're going through. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean, the song. That was big. I think the thing that a lot of the, uh, big artists say in their interviews, because I, I watch a lot of interviews and I hear a lot of people talk and they always say, never give up, never stop doing your dream, never give up. And I think that's what it was. It's just the fact that I never given up. Even though I had stopped pursuing it, I had never stopped making music, you know? And, right. and that was the thing. Like, it's, it's, it's like never giving up, you know? That's what it is. Because if I had given up, it would have took me that much longer to be better than what I am now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Stopping the process, man. You gotta yeah. keep going. Exactly. Just the process, man. Exactly. You also worked with Cash Epics, man. Shout out to Cash. And mm-hmm. you talked about co- the collaboration. So what are some future projects, if any, if you have with him? And what about the experiences that you guys had on, on the project that you learned from, you know? Um, Right now, me and Cash, we... we uh, Cash is actually thinking about dropping a solo project. So he's trying to get some some solo things going for himself. Uh, I, I got a couple of tracks on there that I made for him. Some records that we didn't even use on the last uh, album that he's probably going to use on his. So I think that's going to work out pretty well for him. But far as um, features go, I'm just trying to reach out to as many people as I can possibly reach out to because that's what it's all about when it comes to the business side of it as well. You know, because even though you love to do this for the love and you do it for the music, at some point, if you're trying to change this to your business or, or do what you love to do to get paid, you'll have to reach out and expand, you know, so I definitely want to start uh, reaching out to different artists all around the city and just giving them the opportunity to get on the boards just the same way I gave uh, Cash that opportunity to have someone who understands mixing and mastering and production. You know, I want to do that for as many people as I can before I die, you know. That's big. Giving yeah. back the resources that you got. Mm-hmm, exactly. That's so, man, sharing the resources, man. We need more people to share resources, man. Mm-hmm. Real talk. Also, in your intro, man, I like to go back to the intro, man. On your album, Better, you quoted Obama, a Peace Prize winner who, who has bonds for dinner. Can you break down why that piece was so important in releasing from your soul and as a writer or a person overall? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like I said, that part, that that poem was definitely written by someone else. <laughs> you know, it was on Google, but uh, I definitely resonated with it a lot. You know, saying my opinions on Obama and how he was as a president is my opinions, but I think Obama himself stood for a symbol, especially being a black man and being in office, is saying that this man has to take all of these crit, all of this criticism. And you know bombs because he definitely ain't taking no bombs, you know, because he's still alive. But, right. um, but the bombs are, are the referrals to all of the criticism and and hate mm-hmm. that people threw on him. And he's a peace prize winner. He's here to bring peace to the world. He's here to show you that blacks and whites can uh, coexist in the same space. And 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 for you to be throwing bombs and tossing all of these these uh these bad accusations on our president because he's black you know what i'm saying that's the world we live in but you want me to believe in 
you know your religion you know what i'm saying you say your religion is 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 king of all but you know you sit up here and you slander another human being regardless of his color what he what he how old he is tall he is what his skin color it doesn't matter you know it's a human being he sleeps right. like you he eats like you dreams like you has arms like you head eyes everything like you but you don't like him because of his color so how could you you tell me that you are a christian man or you are uh whatever the your re- religion is but your religion teaches you to not like people who aren't uh alongside with what you believe in or not teaches you to not like them but to in somewhat way provoke you to judge them because it tells you in the bible for people who do this and do that 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 this this is there's a place for them which may be hell or this and that you know what i'm saying so that gives a person that that um that ability to judge you know what i'm saying even though it's telling you not to judge but it's telling you what to do and what not to do you know so i definitely um i definitely just feel like it, it just comes down to it's just it's just a lot you know definitely <laughs> right and it, hey the fact that you know that that poem I thought were wrote by you, but you got it and it and it resonated with you and you stepped out there like no matter what type of criticism I'm gonna get back, I'm gonna go with it, I'm gonna flow with it, and I, I believe I stand on it because like you said, you saw value in that in those words, exactly. you know. And, and and the fact that you put it out there and you can I can't tell no different that you didn't write it. Yeah, man. exactly. You know, and, and, and I was like, ooh, the way you put those words, I was like, that was dope. And he definitely writes. You know, you don't even write that. <laughs> I don't write at all. No, I sit up here <laughs> and I think word for word, like, you know, and even in my songs, if you hear me, I don't use too, too much of big words. And the reason why I don't do that is because back to religion itself, like you, you try every day to understand why you're on this earth. Why were we created? What, are, what is our purpose? What are we here for? These are questions that I have on in my mind as I'm living. And you know, you go to the Bible and you look to the Bible to try to find out these answers because that's what your, your, you know, your grandparents and your leaders of this country tells you that's what you need to, you know, pay attention to. But when you read these things, you can barely understand them. These words are so big. Right. These words are things that we don't even use. Like, we don't even talk like that. So I try to use that same aggravation to motivate how I should write, you know what I'm saying, in my songs. And I should write in ways that people can understand and very much well comprehend and 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 say yeah you know i i feel like that too rather than saying <laughs> you know thou shall not love anymore you know what i'm saying like just say i don't love you anymore like why do you just say i don't love you anymore you know like <laughs> that's it you know i'm rocking with you bro yeah. i'm rocking with you i feel it i feel that all day so what what are some future projects and collaboration you're working on right now man um I, i'm i'm thinking about working on a project so what I'm not sure exactly what I want to call it at this time, but I do know that it's going to hit completely different because I just lost my job, like I said, and I think I have a lot to talk about for us entrepreneurship and just being the last person, um, just being counted out and just really going in and giving your all. You know, I think that spirit is going to really like jump through on this album, you know, and I just even recorded a song called Last Time. And basically the lyrics is just like this is this my last time asking is you getting in you know basically saying is you getting in girl do you want to win girl i got some bread to spend like i'm trying to let you know like i'm about to take off i'm not really worried about this job i'm not really you know and that's the kind of spirit i want to get through on this album 
hopefully I could uh, get through with some collabs with with everybody. I want to work with everybody across the board. I got a couple big people who want to work with me. I worked with D1, of course, and that opened doors. I worked with my dude Chasing Cash out there in Los Angeles. Um, hopefully, Pale from New Orleans. I got a couple people who who I'm looking to work with. I want to work with Kitty Black. Um, I want to work with Treaty, you know, because she hot mm. doing her thing, you know what I'm saying? Currency, of course. Uh, Jay Jones. Um, I want to work with everybody, man. I'm trying to get as many people. That's why I'm telling everybody, come pull up at the crib, man. $30 an hour to come record your song. Get you some quality, you know what I'm saying? And get it right, because I do this, you know? I right. do this. Ooh, hey, definitely going out to hear that, bro. I'm, I'm definitely going to stay connected with you, bro, because I know you definitely put in some good work, man. And yeah. I'm stuck on the songs you made, man. You just don't know how many times I'd have played 20 mil, man, or better, or just the intro itself, man. I don't back you. to the intro just itself, you know, just the vibe with it. I'm like, man, I'm gonna get my music like this. I'm gonna teach, I'm gonna reach people's soul like this because, you know what I'm saying, ain't many people doing it these days. And it's, yeah. I'm so happy to see that not only you doing it, bro, you from the city and you doing it. So, you know, New Orleans getting, getting, getting more looks, you know what I'm saying? And getting more opportunities. And I love that, man. The culture needs that. I love it. Definitely. Definitely. I appreciate you for paying attention and listening. Always, man. I'm into poetry, so when I catch stuff like that, I'm like, oh, save it on my phone. <laughs> yeah. And I gotta save it on my phone. So, always, man. What? It, what I, I want you to leave a message, man, because you've been dropping gems all podcast, man. And so if I feel and nobody got no value and you you ain't at the point to where you said, I'll be damned. I'd be yeah. damned if I give up on myself now. You ain't at that point right now. Just go ahead and press next. Just press next and go to somebody's podcast. Feel me? Just press next. <laughs> yeah. Cause they don't want it bad, man. I've been yeah. mindset. My mindset been, how bad do I want it, man? That's That's been my mindset this whole week. And I know yeah. that's what led me to you because I've been like, how bad do I want it? Mm-hmm. You know, so just to hear you say, man, heck that nah. I'd be damned if I give up on me now. I work out every day saying that. People looking at me like, is she crazy? I'm pretty sure I'd be saying it out loud. <laughs> I, I, ran, I went running early right before we got on the podcast. I went running and I was listening to that song the whole run. And yeah. I was just like, I'd be damned if I give up on myself now. So yeah. I'm in that same boat, man. You helped me push. So what I want you to do, I want you to leave a message. Even though you've been leaving gems and messages all day, leave a message that's going to resonate with somebody even after this podcast and you gone, they're going to be like, Perk said this, and it's going to be stuck with them. You stand on it. Just do your own thing. Don't let anybody discourage you. Watch the people that you keep around you and pay attention to what they say from initial. Uh, mm. Would love to give directions to places they've never been. So That's big, bro. Yeah. Yo, that's big, man. Shout out to Instagram. Shout out to Facebook and any other social media they can find you on because I want people to tap into Perk, man. Tap into those resources. Connect with him. You do music. Connect with the man. He got so much resource, so much knowledge, and he been places. Connect yeah. with him, man. So shout out to your, your social media. And you can follow me on Instagram at CPerk. Oh, I'm sorry. Instagram at Perk504. And you can follow me on Twitter at 504 Perk. And I'm on Facebook at Craig Perkins. So that we have it, baby. Now they ain't got no excuse to say, I can't find Perk. I saw him on the voice and I ain't see him again. Now you <laughs> now you got it. 
You got, you the, got hey, it. you got the connection. You got his words. You definitely got. You can go check out his music on iTunes because I got it saved as my favorite. Ain't going nowhere, man. Every time you you drop one, I'm gonna be right there. I'm uh, right there. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's love for real. Always, man. And I'm definitely gonna have to have you back on the podcast to see what moves you've been making and so many other collaborations you've been having on your next future project. So definitely keep me in mind, man. I, I want to be the biggest supporter you got, and I want to put your name on all my platforms just to get people to, to listen to you more, man. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Always, up. always. Thank you, Perk. Thank you so much, man. Your energy, man. I needed it. I love it. Keep pushing forward, man. And if nobody tell y'all today, tomorrow, yesterday that they love you, no, I love you. No, Perk love you. The most high love you. And look, I need y'all to have a mindset from the rest of the day to the rest of your life. I'll be damned if I give up on myself now. Thanks. Thanks. All day. Thank you, brother. I love Ain't you, no man. problem. Thank you. Love you, Always. too. Always. Keep going, man. Have a good day. All right, you too.